7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. David, I understand you've made the decision that you wanted to come out and speak to us. Decision there. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on SAFM Spot on tonight with me, Tabiso Musia, Katleko Mudiba, and Timothy producing, and Patrick Munana in a technical there. It was their decision to, for some reason, open with this clip of David Luiz after what happened last night as Manchester City um, beat the Arsenal by three goals to nil. But that's just half the story because if you didn't see the game, David Luiz came on as a sub, cost the first goal cost the second goal as a penalty and he was uh, sent off there nothing unusual of course when it comes to david lewis that's what he does uh, best there and uh, for the arsenal fans out there we wish football never came back yesterday we were much happier without football actually now that i've think about it, it we were better off uh, during this break as the arsenal but anyway um life has to go on and the show must go on uh, so tonight on the show um we're going to talk about uh, a number of things firstly the other the big story of the past 24 hours if in case you missed it it happened probably just after our show after we said goodbye bitvers vets finally releasing a statement now confirming that they have sold their premiership status to chakuma chamatsiva Dealer. And uh, I think that's the final confirmation that people needed now to uh, believe that this was happening. It is really happening. And uh, in the statement, Bidvest say the sale is a result of our shareholders' decision, Bidvest, to review their sport-related sponsorships and brings an end to a 15-year-long partnership. So how's that? We did reach out to them, find out if they can say a word or two, but they are still not talking. And it's a pity because there are already a number of questions that need to be answered, not just uh, for us, but for the parents who have players in their academy uh, they don't know what the future holds for their boys i spoke to a couple of them this week and uh, hopefully sooner rather than later then bitvestvest will provide more clarity here we also reached out to the psl by the way and um, I must tell you that the PSL told us about an hour ago that they still have not received uh, the papers of this uh, sale. They're the ones that need to finally approve this sale, of course. And they told us they even received the papers, so they can't say anything to us tonight. But And we'll respect that, of course. But the show must go on. So tonight we'll speak to sport business expert Mr. Squilly Gumed, a former professional footballer also and founder and owner of the sport boardroom, just to understand what effect this sale will have on the PSL. What did it say about the league that teams can just buy and sell when they one two and uh, but before all of that we will hear shortly from former protea spinner and head of sponsor relations and sales at cricket south africa mr clive Extian, who is challenging his dismissal he released a statement this week trying to clarify a few misleading points made by cricket sa regarding his case and his dismissal so we'll get more clarity from him and uh, we'll also hear from another rising star it is youth month and we're celebrating south africa's future stars this time it's a uh, former sa under 19 cricket captain wandile makwetu who also kept in the knights in one or two matches last season, we're going to trace his journey and we're going to find out from him what does he think the future holds as far as cricket is concerned. He's a promising batsman, also a wicked keeper, of course, uh, Wandila Makwetu. So that's what's coming up on the show this evening. And we'll also hear from coach Sarah Meditswaka, who is now working for FIFA as a technical consultant. He's played and coached Free State Stars and he pays a tribute to the late founder and chairman of the club, Mr. Mike Mukwena, who lost his battle with cancer yesterday. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. But let's start off by talking about what's happening at Cricket South Africa. A lot has happened over the past few months and a lot of people, i got to say, uh, were stunned when they uh, heard of the exing of uh, Mr. Clive Exton. A lot of people on Twitter said they can't believe it. This is one of the good guys and they were vouching for him. And uh, he did release a statement and uh, he joins us on the line to tell us more now. Uh, Clive, good evening and thank you for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Hello, Tabisa. You well? 
Yes, I'm fine. Thanks. And I hope you're well under the circumstances too, sir. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Just for the benefit of the listeners, Clive, obviously a lot of people know you from playing cricket, but how long have you been have you, have you been at CSA for and what did your role entail? Uh, I joined Cricket South Africa in October 2015 uh, on the commercial side. I was head of commercial um, up to um, April 2019 and that role changed in and I... I took a new role there, which was sales, head of sales and sponsor relations, um, up to a couple of days ago. That was my, my role at, at, at Cricket South Africa. And, and just for clarity, what does that role entail? Um, the, the, the head of sponsor, uh, sales and sponsor relations. Um, that role is you go out and look for sponsors and uh, trying to track money into the game and those sponsors that are that you have got in the game, you look after them, make sure their rights are delivered and um, try and keep them happy. Now, I would think having served the sport all your life, I mean, and uh, played for the national team, you must be disappointed by how things have played out? Naturally. Uh, um, I am disappointed and it's, you know, it's clearly not very nice. Um, that, I think that goes without saying what disappoints you the most, though, uh, Clive? Because you do say in your statement that it's a challenging period for you. Yeah, it's a challenging period for me, but also for my family to be. So I've got uh, um, you know, my wife and, and two kids, and it's been a, a, a hard seven months, and uh, obviously a hard couple of days. And and you know, it's it's just the whole thing is hard. It's. You know, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, I've, uh, you know, there's been a lot going on and there's a lot of, of things happening all at one time. So, you know, you've got to process it and, and, and see what the next step is. Initially, we were informed last year that you were accused of not making payments to Saka, even though they came out to say that you were not responsible. What was your initial reaction to these allegations? Um, yeah, it's, it's it, it, the, the statements, and that's one of the, the reasons why putting a statement out. Uh, Cricket South Africa, when you you don't talk to the media, and I, you know, I think you've got to respect um, the policies of Cricket South Africa when you you work there, and and when things were were happening. And I, I as I said in my statement, I refrain from getting making any statements or saying anything in the media. You know, when we were, when I was suspended, I, I, you know, you trust the process and you let the process take its place and you you defend yourself from there and you you uh, move from that. And, if, you know, it's, as I say, it's very disappointing that my um, employment has come to an end at, at Cricket South Africa and... Uh, I've, got, I've got to move to the next step and, and take action the way we see necessary. Mm. But talk to us about these five charges that you faced. Were they all related? Well, there were five charges. As I said in my statement, three of them were related to SACA. One was related to a sponsorship in a broadcaster. And then one was an inter- a multinational company, um, which was charge five, which was the charge that I was found guilty of. 
And without going too much into the case, you were found guilty. You were accused of concluding a deal for an amount less than what was approved by the EXCO. But you are disputing this and you lodged an appeal. On, on what basis? Well, as I say in my statement, is um, you know it's, it's quite technical um, and, and the legal brains sit and argue it a lot more than, than what I would. So I take a lot of advice from my, my legal counsel and we, we believe we have a case and um, we, will, we will meet that case. I can't talk about the um, details of it, as, mm-hmm. as you would imagine. Um, I think it's, it's spelt out in, in my statement that we feel there were, there's, there's some evidence we have that um, we would like to present um, that came about after the case had finished. Um, you know, and and we will we will move forward with that um, to the next stage. And just as far as this charge is concerned, where you were found guilty, are you at least able to tell us what your role was in this deal? Did you sign the deal? Was there really an approved amount by the exco? As, as I say, my job was to go out and find uh, sponsors and uh, uh, try and bring money into cricket South Africa, and um, that was something that I. I'd like to think I I was good at, and uh, in this case, you go out and you find someone, you bring them in, and um, the rest the rest goes from there. In the statement, I do say, um, and I don't know if you've got the statement in front of you, mm, but I, I, do, I yeah. do say that um, I um, did not sign the final agreement. That that's not what I. That's not the role I have within the business or had in the business. Um, so, you know, you, there's a process within the company, and, um, yeah, that's that's what happens. And I've got a view, and obviously there's another view. Mm. And you've exhausted now all the internal processes, is that correct? Correct, you, correct. So correct. Your next, what's your next option, going to the CCMA? It's CCMA, correct. So, you know, you, you follow the process from there, and... Um, you know, I've exhausted everything within Cricket South Africa and now I must move to the next stage and that, that would be the CCMA. Mm. And having exhausted all the internal processes then, what gives you the confidence that you could be vindicated by the CCMA? <laughs> My lawyer. <laughs> You've you got to listen to your legal counsel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, um, yeah, we 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 will go to the next step and see what happens from there. Yeah. The the other um, notable uh, uh, line from your statement is that you also say the cricket South Africa press release is misleading. Which part are you not happy with, Clive? And what would you like to clarify? Okay, so so if 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 you read my statement, there were five charges. I was found guilty on one. Yeah. Um, and in the press releases, uh, um, a phrase transgression. Um, and I was found guilty on one charge. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's what you're not happy with, the fact that they didn't clarify well, the fact. If I say to you transgressions, what does that mean? Okay, I see. The use of the word transgression. Transgressions, not transgression. Or transgressions, which is Correct. more than one, and you were found guilty of one. Mm. 
Okay, I get you there. I saw a number of tweets, Clive. I, I mentioned this at the top of the show uh, regarding your situation. I also spoke to a few people like we do before every other every show. They vouch for you. They say you're one of the good guys. They say they're shocked by what's happened. One went as far as to say whoever gets Clive Eckstein now will be very, very lucky. What <laughs> then has this done to your reputation? Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask everyone else. I, I, I You know, it's obviously going to hurt. It, it hurts me. It hurts me and hurts my family. Um, you, it, it is hard. I, I, you know, I've, I've never been through this, and it's something that I have to face, and I have to take uh, a lot of, I get a lot of help from others um, to, to help me through this and, and try and pick yourself up and move forward. Um, you know, and, and that's why I say, you know, if in, I think a lot of people were, everyone was aware of the, the SACA issue, mm-hmm. um, but there were the other two charges people were not aware of. And, and ultimately, I got found guilty on, on one of the charges that people weren't aware of. And, and if, if, I suppose, at the end of the day, if, if we go to the CCMA and we feel that it, it works in our favour, and it may not. That's that's what the CCMA is there for. You know, they will take their ruling and, and move forward. But we, I'm entitled to take it there, and um, you know, I, I don't think anyone has any objection to that. I haven't heard anyone have an objection to that, and I would like to clear my name and move forward with my life. I was about to ask as a final question: What's more important for you to clear your name or to get your job back? <laughs> I don't think you can get the. You've got to get one before you get the other. Mm. You've got to get the. It's I, yeah yeah. I, 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 as I say, I've loved I've loved my time at cricket South Africa. I feel that I've uh, I've contributed certainly uh, to cricket South Africa. And in my statement, I do say that I will be a servant to cricket in South Africa. You know, I love the game. Um, it's a dream game for me. I've. As you said in the opening, I played. I, I loved it, um, and um, to have worked in the game has been it's been fantastic. And to contribute to others um, is is also, you know, and and be there and, and try and make a difference in the game was was an absolute privilege. Okay, let's leave it there for now, Clive. We just thought it's important just to bring you on and that people hear your side of uh, of, 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 of the story and uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But thanks for speaking to us tonight. It's an absolute pleasure to be so. And uh, really, um, you should be talking more to Wandile than to me. <laughs> we got to talk to you up next, Clive. Thanks for chatting to us. Our former Protea spinner, Clive Exton, and now Ext, uh, Head of Sales and Sponsor Relations at Cricket South Africa, going to the CCMA. For credible and comprehensive coverage of South Africa's fast-moving mining industry and the people shaping it, click through to Crema Media's Mining Weekly. From policy and innovation to market-moving trends, Crema Media's Mining Weekly keeps your finger on the resources pulse. For even deeper insight, subscribe to our New Look Weekly magazine out every Friday together with engineering news. Crema Media's Mining Weekly. Current. Credible. Comprehensive.
Can you become a title-winning coach? Select your fantasy soccer dream team and you could win 3,000 rand airtime every game week plus your share of 50,000 rand in data prizes. SMS game to 44833 and join Just Issue Me 5 Side Fantasy League. Services charge at 3 rand a day, first day free. T's and C's apply. Brought to you by SABC Mobile. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Before we hear from the rising star Wandile Umakoitu, there are a lot of people that are referring to that opening clip we played of David uh, Louise, where I said that I hope they make the right decision and people are saying, what is the right decision? The right decision is that I don't think he should be playing for the Arsenal right now. He's really cost the club, the team a lot. I mean, that's why he was on the bench last night. He came on as a sub and even Ateta said he wasn't going to uh, play him there. So I don't know if people are trying to be funny or they really want to know what, what I meant by the right decision. But I've got to say, and as somebody is, is, is also saying here that you've got to give the man credit. At least he went and he faced the media. He owned up to his mistake. He said he wants to talk. I don't know if he wanted to own up to his mistake or he wanted to get the fact out that he was not happy and there's a situation happening behind behind the scenes there. But at least he went and he faced the media at David Lewis. But still, it doesn't make him good enough to be in that squad at the moment. Not at all, David. Not after what we saw last night. So um, let's continue then featuring and uh, profiling our rising stars. This week we've heard from a number of them. We heard from Kololoa Mumonzi, the tennis player number 12 or 13 in the world, he told us in the juniors. We heard from Caitlin Rosecrans, uh, who is uh, who just finished school last year, right? And she's going to the Olympic Games now as a gymnast. We had uh, from Tebu Homukwena, who played for Bafana Bafana, who's played for the uh, junior national teams. We had from Sean uh, Patuchezo Maswangani, the 19-year-old that runs the 100 meters in 10.06 and the 200 meters in 20.5 seconds. By the way, the 10.06 is a junior national record. He's now been offered a scholarship. He's accepted it to go to the University of Houston in Texas where he's going to be coached by the legendary Americans Carl Lewis and uh, Leroy Barrel there. And uh, this time around, let's hear from young Wandile Makuitu. He's a former captain of the SA and the 19 cricket team. He went to go play at the Titans. Um, he left the Titans and then he was at the Knights. And if you had listened to us a couple of months ago, I think two months ago we spoke to the coach at the Knights, uh, Alan Donald, the great Alan Donald, the great White Lightning, and he was telling us this boy is one for the future. So I put a call through to Wandi and I began just by asking him about um, if he understands the significance of June 16 and Youth Month and Youth Day and what it means for him. Yeah, I think it's a special celebration of the sacrifice that students made in 1976 um, to fight for their rights to to learn and language that was more common to them than than was the language used at the time. But I think more than that, it's just a celebration of the power that the youth have to um, incite change in the country. And we celebrate that every year. And it's important for the youth to acknowledge the power that they have politically in this country. Okay, great, man. Thanks for that message. Uh, and then when it comes to your cricket, how do you look back at this past season with the Knights? Yeah, I thought it was a really good season. Um I enjoyed the, the challenges of moving to Bloemfontein and I'm happy to have contributed to the team in the way that I did throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I, I think the team did really well and you know, more positive performances for me on a personal note, so I'm really happy about that. Talking about that, you, you scored your maiden ton. Was that a crucial breakthrough for you this season since you also had a score of 99? Yeah, I think so. It was really important for me. Um, you know, you always think that you're good enough to 
you're playing at a certain level, but there are obviously a couple of boxes that you want to tick just to validate to yourself that you are good enough to be at that level. So that first 100 for me was really important. Um, I'm happy that I could get it out the way quite early on. Um, so, yeah, I just thought after that first 100, there was no looking back for me. And how was that 99? Did it hurt? How, do you, how did you take it? Obviously, I was disappointed at the time not to be able to convert the score into 100. But yeah, after a bit of an injury layoff at the beginning of the season to, to my first game back for the franchise team, to be able to put up a score like that and to bat and put the team in a really good position was really pleasing for me. Um, and uh, nice to get a score like that early on in the season just to settle the nerves a bit. You were also made captain in the absence of Pite van Billion at some stage. How was that experience for you of leading the franchise? It was a challenge, a new challenge for me. Um, captaining has always been something that I've really enjoyed, but it's a completely different challenge um, in the professional ranks, but one that I really enjoyed. Um, I thought the guys responded really well to the message that I was trying to bring, and um, I just really enjoyed the challenge of, of leading a group of really good players, which was really exciting for me. We spoke to Coach Alan Donald actually a couple of months ago, I think two months ago, when he was telling us how impressed he was with your leadership quality and how you've adapted already uh, to Bloemfontein, uh, having joined from the Titans. What was the ambition or what was the target for you uh, going to Bloemfontein? What were you hoping to achieve? Yeah, I think the main reason for me to go there at this stage in my career is just about playing opportunity. Um, as a young professional, you want to get as much exposure and opportunity to play as possible. So for me, the move to Bloemfontein is really just about getting an opportunity to play and to compete at a level against other guys that I think I'm good enough to compete against. So I think the the move was a challenging one to begin with, but one that um, a challenge that I really rose to, I think, as a, as the season progressed. But I was really happy, and looking back on it now, this, it felt like the right career move at such a young age and one that I'm really happy that I made. And looking at where you are in your career, maybe are there areas where you think you still need to work on or still need to improve? Going forward? Definitely, yeah. I'm not the finished product yet and I'm still trying to improve every day. And, you know, one thing I find every single day when we play against other teams around the country is always an opportunity to learn. But like I said, I'm still very far from the finished product and I might not ever get there. But the challenge for me, I think, will be trying to improve and to get better as a cricketer and as a person every day. And how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as a, as a, as a batsman that keeps? Do you view yourself as a wicket keeper? Batsman? Yeah, I'm a wicketkeeper batsman. Uh, that's how the term goes. But mm. um, I view myself as a specialist batsman. Um, that's my job. Um, and then I'm a specialist wicketkeeper as well. You know, I, I don't think I can separate the two and say I'm one before the other. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think at the moment it's just about being as good as I possibly can be at both disciplines. And maybe for those not familiar with your journey, have you always wanted to be a pro cricketer? How do you describe your journey to get to this level uh, so, so far? Yes, I've always wanted to be a, a cricket player. Um, the dream from a very young age has always been to play for the Proteus. Um, I started playing cricket when I was six years old, and, and ever since then, um, I've always wanted to make it at the top level. Um, so it's still the dream now and one that I'm working towards every single day. And um, I just think even when hopefully one day, if I can, don the, the green and gold jersey, um I'll try and become the best version of myself possible and not just stop at um, becoming a purchaser. You've led the under-19s, you're now at the Knights. Uh, Do you feel any weight of expectation from the public since now you're being known as a rising star and one to watch out for? Not particularly. Um, I think 
expectation that I put on myself is is enough. And from the people in my inner circle and those around me, um, you know, try to quieten down the expectation from the outside world and just work on the things you need to work on. Um, I'm aware of it and um, I'm acutely aware of what people are talking about in the African cricket space. So, But it's not something that I put too much pressure on myself to, to listen to the outside world. And in, in, in these days, I mean, where the, we're seeing IPL, we're seeing these T20 leagues pop up around the world. Is there ambition still to play test cricket? Is that your goal? Or do you want to yeah, play 100%, all formats? 100%. I think for me, as a young player, you always wanted to play in the test match team. Uh, that's the pinnacle for the purest of, of the game. That's the pinnacle of the game. Uh, and to become one of the great cricketers in the world, um, to be remembered as one of the best in the world, I think becoming a great of test cricket has got to be up there. So the ambition has always been to play test cricket for me. Obviously, with the emergence of all these different leagues around the world, there's an opportunity to um, expose your brand to different leagues around the world and perhaps make a living, uh, a decent living out of cricket. But I think the dream has, has still got to be to play test cricket and certainly is the case for me. Your father is well known. He once told a story of how when you were in grade two, you said you want to go out and make runs because class was boring. How do you describe maybe the support that they've given you, your parents, throughout your, your cricketing career? Yeah, it's been incredible. Um, I don't think I can put into words the support that um, the support that they've given me over the years. Um, my parents, my siblings, and like I say, those in my inner circle, those close to me, the support that they've given me throughout the years is really immeasurable. Um, the sacrifices that they've made to to put me in the position that I'm in today, um, I'm eternally grateful for. Um, but I think their support and their love and their enthusiasm for this passion of mine has been one of the defining factors of my young career so far. Okay, that's the young man, 21-year-old Wandile Makwe to there who plays for the Knights. And I did say his father is well known. Um, his father is uh, Mr. Kimi Makwe to who is the Auditor uh, General. Uh, that's his old man there. He was there when they came back from that World Cup as the under-19s at the airport. And he told that story of how Wandile said in grade two that, Daddy, I'm bored here in class. I want to go out on the field and play cricket. And I think that's when they knew, okay, this kid is going to be special when it comes to cricket. And let me give you the numbers. By the way, he's also been nominated for the Domestic Newcomer of the Year Award at the Cricket SA 2020 Awards. They'll be held virtually on the 4th of July. He's up against another young man who's profiled here on the show, uh, fast bowler Tandontini, the son of Makai Antini and then the other player there is the Titans opener Wesley Marshall. But here are the numbers for Rwandila Makuetu. Um, he scored 342 runs this past season for the Titans. That is an average of 57. He was the fifth highest amongst players with 300 or more runs in the four-day uh, series behind Rassi van der Dessen, Reynard van Donder, Piet van Billion, and David Beddingham. He was fifth there one delay. He also claimed 20 catches and had one stamping in the five first-class matches that he played. So 342 runs in five matches there. And I mentioned he had a 99 earlier in the season there against his former teams, the Titans. I think it was his first game for the Knights. And then he... Came around in December then, finally made that breakthrough and got his 100 against the Cobras at Ball and Park. He took his team from 135 for 6 and they were bowled out for 269 there. So, uh, you got to look out for him. He went to St. Stevens just like KG uh, Rabada. He also played in the Momentum One Day Cup, took 10 catches and had three 
three stampings and scored 191 runs. So the numbers are there. They back him up and uh, no pressure. Let the boy play and let's see how 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 um, he, his cricket uh, develops over the next uh, few years.